from all of us here at Bros and Dragons Podcast. To all of you that listen, thank you so much. Happy New Year. May your year be filled with goals, not resolutions. And may every world be critical. Hello, I'm Daniel Doc Gentry. Welcome to the world of Enon. I am its creator and your narrator. Sit back and relax as I take you out of your reality and into my nightmare's dream world. Welcome to the Bros and Dragons podcast. Today, we will be following the adventures of... Keith Ross. I play Captain Martin Firewell, a human male barbarian. John Sika, and I play Alicia Fargo. A female, human, rogue. Tom Benson. I play Xandro, a male, wood elf, ranger. Let us adventure on. Xandro, when you wake up in the morning, you come out of your room and you see Martin and Alicia. And it doesn't look comfortable, but they're sleeping on the main couch in this common room area. Snoring away, as Alicia always does. I'll go to Rusty's. I'm sure he's open. You head into Rusty's and people are just passed out everywhere in this place. <laughs> and you walk in and Rusty goes, Ah, hi, mate. Uh, sorry, I didn't get much sleep last night. What can I get for you? Uh, something light to eat would be great. Gotcha, brother. And he goes to the back and comes back in and brings you your normal food. A lot of vegetables, not a lot of meat, and some water. You, you didn't scrape these guys out into the road? Oh, I... This is after getting, like, five or six of them out of here, and they were the bigger dudes, and I was tired. So I nodded off here every now and then, but they still haven't woke up. Everybody's alive, but I don't think I'm going to be serving the orc stuff very much in here. Yeah, I would save it for if some orcs stopped by. Well, there's a bunch of them. They're just not coming into the city. Well, you could always, you know... Well, I mean, they gave it to you as a gift. I don't know if you want to give it back to them. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if there's much of it left, and he picks up the, the thing and he shakes it. It sounds like it's more than half full. He's like, it's probably going to be a while before I get rid of this stuff. Well, hopefully we'll have some celebrating soon. That would be great. Where are the other two? They're still sleeping it off. <laughs> it was very interesting for a while. I was surprised that the grape juice didn't help, but... It's, it's some some heavy stuff there. So, what's your plans for today? Well, hopefully we're going to investigate some more information but i gotta wait for these guys to wake up these guys uh i wouldn't wait for these guys to wake up and he just points around the bar i'll look around the bar no not these guys alicia and martin all right uh, alicia only had like a little shot yeah well she's little too so well you enjoy i guess i should start trying to just throw water on people and see what i can do here sounds like a good plan I'm just going to eat and watch them enjoy the show. You hear a voice behind you after a while. It kind of sneaks up on you because you're watching him and enjoying the show because he's not getting anywhere. Good morning, Xandro. I'll look back. And Avogard's there. Good morning. My greatest granddaughter told me she helped you set up a plan to get Martin and Alicia on a date last night. What what happened there? I'm not positive I know. Something about a uh, picnic basket? Uh, Martin was down at the docks, wanted a picnic basket. 
And then I seen Alicia go by with a picnic basket. Oh, our queen. She is pretty observant about things sometimes. I think she just picked up what was going on. That is weird. Yeah, it was an interesting time. What did you think of those Muriels when they're brought to life in the throne room? was interesting. I'm not sure what the halfling was doing. He was, uh, when I was a little girl, he was um, a very experienced hunter. And he basically hunted vampires and lycanthropes. He was renowned for that. In fact, there's a story of how he lost his life standing his ground against... I should back up a little bit. The first time that lycanthropes and vampires worked together. And he held his ground and took out many of them, even though he did not survive. And the only thing that were left were the daggers that I think Alicia carries with her now. I assume he's long gone? Oh. Like I said, I was a little girl. So he, that was, and she starts doing the finger thing in the air. 10,018 years ago or something, give or take. Give or take. <laughs> I haven't seen vampires around here in a while, so he must have done a good job. <laughs> well, that was back in Bengen. I'm not sure it was actually in Adora. Bengen? And where would Bengen be? And she looks at you quizzically. Like, she doesn't understand why you're asking that question. But she goes, Bengen is the the world that Adora is originally from. Yeah, the, the capital of Adora, which is the actual kingdom of Adora is the capital of all Redigan. The capital's now been moved, from my understanding, though, since Adora has vanished. And there are wars, terrible wars, fought between the elves and all the other races for control. Kind of sits there for a minute, taking it all in, confused. You look perplexed. What can I do to help? So, Odura is part of another world? Yeah. I'm... Did... Do people not write history down here? It was entrusted to a small band of clerics of Jundar, who were the strongest bond of clerics. They fought alongside the paladins of Jundar. In fact, the great battle, they were the turning point. Forgive me, but I'm just at a loss. You're telling me something I had no idea. We probably have a lot to talk about then. I'm surprised you... Don't take this the wrong way, but you look familiar. So it's even more surprising that you don't know this. Well, I'm sure we've crossed paths somewhere before meeting here. Because you do have a familiar face. She nods and says, well, I guess it is what it is. Maybe it's just feeling comfortable. And she orders up and Rusty brings it over. We watch you guys as we zoom out. You're still talking as you eat. and It's about... Midday. I think at some point you're going to go check on these two, and you go in, and they're just waking up. The hangover is not doing good. Morning. Ah! Mm, sh- sh- come on now. What do you you want, Xandro? What, uh, what time is it? It's late afternoon. Uh, You've been sleeping all day. I'm never drinking again. I think that's what you said last time. I say it all the time. I think this is the second time I've drank. I've never been much of a drinker. At this rate, I don't think I ever will be. You guys have a very vivid memory of... It's not like you were that drunk. But you remember, like, drink after drink at Rusty's. And Rusty was just happy to keep giving you a drink. So, Martin, does this mean we can call you the captain again? As Alicia points to his hat. 
I'm not on a ship anymore, so no. It's just a really nice hat. You know, I can't argue that. That is a real nice hat. All right. I kind of adjust it so it's straight. <sighs> do we have to do this today? Well, I mean, I suppose we could do it whenever. <sighs> no, it's fine. We should probably we should probably get going, I guess. I need some food and something to take away from this hangover. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Should we go get food or call food up? <laughs> what the fuck you think this is? I'm calling room service. I, I kind of, like, I raise my hand and I'm pointing at Alicia like, yep, that good call. Yeah. I already ate without you guys. I couldn't wait. Well, you just have to watch us eat that. I don't really care. Xandro, you're up. Are you going to pull the rope that you know calls a servant or are you going to make these two get up and do it? I'll uh, I'll go over and do it. You pull the rope, as always, it goes taut and then loose. You don't hear anything. And after a handful of minutes, you hear a knock on the door. Ah, I forgot about that part. Come in. The door opens up and two servants bring in a tray of food. And <laughs> one of them says, the queen and Avogard give their regards. And they bow curtly, leave and close the door behind them. How much water did we get? There's there's a lot of water. They were ready for this one. There's like five pitchers. Alicia is just going to start guzzling an entire pitcher of water. I'll eat, drink some water. As you two are eating, you notice there's a, a folded over hard stock piece of parchment in the middle of this tray. It says, in three days time, you are cordially invited to be part of a court for the marriage of Queen Rebecca to her advisor, Zariah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. And it says, Queen Rebecca Reinhold to Zariah Robert. I'll pass it over to Alicia. Huh. Didn't see that one coming. No, I didn't either. Sandro? Nope. Didn't see that coming. Well, whatever we do, we have to be back in three days. Have you talked to the queen any, Sandro? No. I talked to Avagar when I was getting something to eat. Didn't mention anything. Maybe she thought it wasn't her place. I don't know. However, she did mention a few things. Have you ever heard of something called Bengen? Yeah, recently. Um, a lot of talk about it. I don't really know much about it, though. So that's the world that this world is in? Hmm. I mean, that's what they say. From what I heard, there's supposed to be some kind of uh, merger or something along those lines, and that's what that's what dictates. That, basically, that's the moment when Deimos either wins or loses. That's kind of like our deadline, I guess. All right. Zariah and Avogard still at each other's throats? Uh, she didn't mention, and actually, yesterday I seen the three of them in one room. They looked like they were getting along. Looks can be deceiving. True. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I mean, Zariah pulling a 180 like that. Yeah, well, you do anything when the queen tells you to. And in this case, her lover. True. Yeah, true. Well, hopefully we can go uh, talk to her soon. Congratulate her, I I suppose. Yeah. I think that's the least we can do. I guess after we finish our meal and stuff, uh, get ready to head out and go see Queen Rebecca. Probably a good idea. You guys finish your meal and you clean up. Do either of you find Avagar like, familiar? Like, where have we seen her before? Uh, I mean, outside of when we met her in Rangio. Yeah. Hmm. You remember that, right? Yeah. It's about the only time I remember meeting her. Somewhere before there. Beats me. I, I 
No, as far as I know. First time I remember seeing her was in Rangio when we were after the Chalice of Time. Yeah, same here. Why? She just seems familiar, like I've seen her before. Mm, yeah, in Rangio. No, I got that part already. But before that... Well, I, I don't know what you did in your life before us. Well, I was just thinking maybe it was something we did. But maybe it was from before then, I don't know. I mean, life didn't begin till you met us, so... <laughs> and now it's on a quick decline. Well, shit happens. I suppose it does. I mean, how do you feel about her, though? I mean, she's done a lot of good. She's helped us out. She's done good, but, yeah, just, I don't, you know, you know when you think you know somebody, you don't know how, you don't know where, you don't know when, something strikes it as odd. Might be good, might be bad. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Well, I don't think it was bad, because if it was, I don't think you'd be here right now. True, I suppose. Well, it wasn't until recently that she wasn't out there trying to kill everybody. Oh, for another time, I suppose. Yeah. You guys pack up and leave, and you head downstairs, and as you know, you're trying to figure out where everybody is, you hear voices and people scuttering, and you actually see, like, three people walk out of the throne room very quickly, and you, you really haven't seen them around the castle before, and they go out the door, and the guards close the door again, and the a couple of the guards are just, you know, they acknowledge your existence, but they keep looking into the throne room. As you come into the throne room and you look, you see... Avagard, Zariah, and Rebecca, and they're pointing all over and they're talking about color schemes. And there's one person furiously writing on this big parchment pad that looks binded together, drawing certain pictures and stuff, and, and other people nodding their head and running around. Eric is here, two other Queen's guards, and it looks like two other regular guards seem to be Eric really close to the Queen, but the other two spread out a little bit further. About 20 feet on either side of the group of Eric, the Queen, the Lady Riding, Avagard, and Zariah. Uh, I kind of want to position myself off to the side and try and uh, catch Eric's eye. I don't want to interrupt what they're dealing with right now. Well, whatever's going on, he's really enthralled over there. He doesn't seem okay. to look your way. Just putting two and two together, three days is not a long period of time. That's probably... Some person that the the queen had grabbed who's going to do wedding preparations. They're telling people all over the place. Eric has a worried look on his face more than anything. Just going to kind of lay low then. After a couple minutes then, if if I don't catch his eye, I'll uh, respectfully approach. You hear them say, no, I, I think, you know, the display, if you just change up the, the flower arrangement. And, and Zariah's just like, I... I kind of see where you're going with that, but if we do this, and all of a sudden, the queen looks up and goes, Oh, Martin, good morning. I heard you had a pretty good night. Uh, yes, but, um, I'm paying for it today, it would seem. Uh, how are you feeling? Wonderful. Did you see the invitation? I did, I got it. I'm surprised, uh, but very pleased. Congratulations, first and foremost. Well, recent events made me realize that I can't keep putting things that should be important. And she looks over and actually grabs Zariah's hand as she says that. Off, anymore. Life is just too fleeting. It can end at any time. I 
glance over to Alicia and nod. I think you both have, look at each other off of this. And uh, Alicia is going to hold up her hand and kind of wiggle wiggle her ring finger. Ugh. <laughs> kind of laugh. Uh, yeah, I've uh, recently come to that conclusion as well. But I'm sorry. Is there something I can do for you? Uh, no, not at the moment. I, I won't interrupt. Uh, I was hoping I could borrow Eric for a minute, though. Yeah, I can't get him to go away. He just keeps complaining of how much of a mess it's going to be to protect us during this. Uh, I'm sure it'll be all right. We have a, a very large orc army outside the gates now, I'm sure. I'm sure they're getting restless and bored and wouldn't mind being put on some sort of detail. Eric gives you the head nod to come over by him, and he takes a couple of steps away. And okay. the group starts going back to their planning. And he goes, w- what's up, Martin? How is she? Really? Honestly, she's got more of a pep in her step that I haven't seen in years. But outside of that, she's back to her old self. How are Zariah and Evagard getting on? It was a weird, apologetic, crying thing for a while. You know, sometimes being the Queen's Guard, you don't even want to be there anymore. But you have to be. (laughs) Right. No, (laughs) I get that. Uh, Okay. It it was just, it struck me as odd how quickly it changed. But, uh... (sighs) You didn't hear it from me, but Lady Zariah let her anger go further than it should have. But it's happened over the course of time. Her kids usually keep her pretty moving, if you know what I mean. Especially now that they're adults. Huh. I I honestly didn't even know she had kids. Most people don't. All right. Well, uh, I won't bother you much longer. I think we're going to try and go find the entrance to Labyrinthian today. Should oh. be fun. Is that the map thing you guys have been searching for? Yeah, uh, we were looking for the entrance. Oh, well, we were looking for the southern, the original southern side of Crystaldale, but uh, Zariah helped us with that, so we didn't need the map. We just got to go up and try and find the entrance. All we know is it's along the southern border somewhere. Well, good luck, and uh, I better go back and try to figure out how I'm going to make this secure. Yeah, good luck. Let me, let me know if you need anything. I'll help any way I can. Um, I may need you to kill me later, but outside of that, I think I'll be all right. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> he hits you on the shoulder as you're walking away, and I need a perception roll from Alicia. 18. As he smiles from whatever him and Martin were talking about, he smacks Martin on the shoulder. Martin turns and walks away. As he turns to go back... He meets Alicia's eyes and holds the gaze for longer than should be. And the smile goes away and a stern look comes forward. And then he moves back to where he was. She knows right now is not the time to ask and is just going to kind of brush it off. Is Avagar in this room? Yeah. She's talking with the girls and they're all trying. She's watching them plan things out. And I'm going to walk towards her. Is she like far enough away to just say something to her without interrupting Oh, she sees you coming, and she'll take a step back, and she'll go, yeah, Xandra, what's up? We're headed to the labyrinth. Did you want to come with us? I think I want to spend time with my greatest granddaughter. I just thought I'd offer. And I appreciate it. Plus, if the rumors of ultimate power things are there, i really trying to learn to control myself. Under the control of Deimos, all I did was use my powers to get my way. I need to learn to be a person again. And I don't think going someplace where there is a powerful artifact or whatever's there would be great for me. She smiles and goes back to where she was. 
I'll turn and, and leave. Swing by the wizards first. Sure. Uh, to get to the portal, the building is next to it. So, Okay. <clears throat> the the wizard's tower is there. The door is closed. You do know that there's a wizard at all times that stands by the portal, at least. Uh, I want to see if Adam is here. You peek around the corner. You don't see him at the portal, so... I'll knock. Uh, the thing slides, and they look, and they go, No, no more demons. No more no, orders. No, I, I was just wanting to talk to Adam if I could. I'll see if Master Adam's available. Slides the thing shut, and you hear somebody running up the stairs. Period of time goes by, and the slide, the, you hear the footsteps come down the stairs to the door, and the slide slides again. And she says, I, I apologize, but um, Adam is doing a lot of studying right now. It doesn't wish to be disturbed. That's fine. Would you just relay a message? Sure. Uh, tell him that Martin is going to be going into Labyrinthian. If he has any info about it or, or anything that might be helpful, have him try to get word to us. I will tell him. Thank you. Good luck. Turn and walk away. Yep. Slides the thing shut. Goes away. Why is everyone telling us good luck? They think we're going to die. Everybody always thinks we're going to die, and yet here we are. Haven't they learned? I mean, mostly I think we've just been really lucky. Luck or skill, whatever gets the job done. Anyway, do we have any idea uh, where to start looking for this, other than the southern end of the island? Yes, we do. Okay. And I'll start walking you where I know it's at. Walk and there's a wizard by the portal. You walk in and the portal experience like it always is, but you guys are getting used to this. And you walk in and people are walking around now. It's a little bit more stuff going on here. Even though Crystaldale still is bobbing just above the waterline, you see the life is starting to return here. I'm pretty sure Xandro, you take the lead, right? Yes. And you take them down and you guys head down the street like you always do. You pass the obelisk. A little bit, about a quarter mile down, you see the keep on the left, the uh, Temple of Jundar on the right. Uh, you see people working furiously at that temple now. As I pass by that temple, I'll just say just a silent apology in my head to Jundar for losing control. You go further, and Xandro takes you to the edge of the city. You start looking around. You guys are watching Xandro for a little bit. It just looks like he's playing in the grass. You're about to say something sarcastic like you always do. And you see his hand hit this patch of vines, and the vines retreat from his touch and open up into this tunnel. There's a gold plate on the top of the tunnel, on the floor of the tunnel, to the left and to the right. You can tell that whatever the top and bottom language is is not the same as the left and right one. Well, that's not something you see every day. Hmm. I wonder what it says. Xander, any idea what those say? I'll point to it and say, this says power and this says within. I have no idea what these say. I wonder what that means. Probably that there's power within. Oh, thanks, Captain Smarty Pants. I'm not a captain. So who's going first? I think we're good until once we get down here, there'll be a grate that I might need your strength to get past. So you've, you've already went down a little ways? Yeah, I came down here yesterday. All right. Thought I'd check it out. I guess I'll go first. Uh, Martin, you go through the hole, and as you descend about 20 feet in, it's pitch black. You can't see anything. I'll cast light on my trident. As you all make it to the bottom of the tunnel, you look in. You see that the tunnel has been carved by tools. It looks just like the picture where you look down, it gets darker as you go in. It's going to do twists and turns. Xandros told you about this. It looks like it was carved by tools that were definitely professionals' tools, but it wasn't done with perfect care. This isn't a perfect tunnel. 
It's just dug in. Everybody give me a perception roll. 23. 22. It's not looking super stable, but nobody here is a miner or has ever been a miner, so it's hard to tell, especially Alicia and Martin. You you know, you spent all your lives on ships, not caves, so. Andrew, is this safe? I mean, it looks fairly safe to me. Good enough for me, I guess. Note to self, don't cast Thunder Wave. Uh, yeah, the, don't kill us. The tunnel <laughs> itself looks like it was carved a long time ago. Some of the tool markings where it looks like it's separated it actually become smooth. You guys follow this down about 100 feet, and then you see what Xandro was talking about. You see what looks like a metal plate with a little hole on it and, and another little hole where Xandro beat with the back of his throwing axe and knocked out some of the stuff. But At least she's going to go up to the hole and kind of run her hand over and say, oh, this hole looks rather new. Yeah, I was trying to get through it, but... Like I said, uh, I need a little more strength, and I'm not really sure what's behind it, so... I assume you checked it for traps? Well, I banged on it, and <laughs> no trap went off, so I, I guess it's not trapped. Fair enough. I'll, I'll pull out a hammer, start trying to knock some of the rest of the rust off. So give me an athletics roll. 26. You start knocking the rust off, and you knock enough of the holes out to realize it's a graded round cover. It's made of very thick steel because even with this rust broken off of it, it still has about six inches of solid underneath it. Does it seem to, like, is there, are there hinges or does it need to be pulled directly out or? You haven't found any hinges. I'll keep working my way around it with the hammer. You clear it all off. It takes a couple hours. After I get all the rust cleared off, I want to look at the door and see if there's any any kind of hinges, latches, inscriptions. If there are inscriptions, it's hard to tell because there's still rust in this. Well, uh, what about latches or hinges or anything like that? It doesn't look like it. Okay, I'm going to try and push. I'll try and push. Okay. So they should get up as well and try to push. Everybody give me athletics. Uh, 22. Nat 20, which brings it to 24. A natural 3. <laughs> so Martin, oh, yeah. you reach in with your right hand and you you start pushing, and you're putting all your force behind this. You feel Alicia's coming over and she's helping. It looks like she's putting all of her might into this. Here comes Xandro. Xandro just gives himself a little bit of movement and he slams his hands into the grate. And as he does it, he breaks off parts of the edge of it and it moves it slightly. You guys start working it harder and harder and harder, and finally the grate itself turns and opens up in a straight line it looks like now that you've broken some of that rust off it's connected to the ceiling and the floor to turn and it makes a loud screeching sound as it's turned well they know we're here now there are bones and i need a perception roll from martin and alicia ah that's terrible seven. Ooh, that should be pretty good 19 you notice that there's piles of bones on either side uh, alicia you realize these are piles of bones of the same skeleton, and it looks like it was cut in half from the very top of its skull all the way down, and then moved to each side. Yeah, little. She's going to draw her daggers. I'll start making my way, I guess, slowly forward. As you come forward, you hear Alicia draw her daggers. You look over, and you're holding your trident out, and it looks like about 30 feet in front of you, it looks like it stops, and it either goes left and right. Is a tunnel. Do you want me to go first? I'll draw my bow and if you want, sure. I mean, do we want to try and be stealthy? Is there any point in being stealthy at this point? Well, 
That was kind of loud. I'm not sure. Y'all do what you want, and then when they kind of turn around to go start walking, I'm going to try to be stealthy. So give me a stealth roll. 17. You know you're being more stealthy than the two loud people walking in front of you. <laughs> one one with a trident that's, like, blaring bright light. So your choices are left and right. Do I see any difference either way? No. Both of them look like they're going to go... It's past your darkness, but it, it both of them... I'm sorry, it's past your light, but both of them go down. Xandro, as you look, it looks like each of the tunnels are going to go down about 40 feet. I'm sorry, about 60 feet, and it looks like they turn slightly, but even that's out of your vision. Do you have a preference of which direction? Not really. It doesn't get us killed. I don't see anything down either way. Left. You start going left, and sure enough, the tunnel does turn ahead. So I need a perception roll from Martin. 24. You come around the corner, and it opens up into a very small opening. And then it goes forward again. You do notice that the tunnels are turning from cut into more natural caves. As you hold your torch up just to see the, the difference of the cuts, on the wall it looks like there's some writing on either side of the wall, but you can't read it. And you catch something with your torch. It looks like almost invisible webs. Hold up. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. There's looks to be some kind of webs up ahead. Give me a perception roll. 15? You don't see what he's saying. It looks like a normal cavern to you. I don't see nothing. It's there. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see. I can see how it would be easy to miss. I want to take out just an empty potion bottle and just kind of toss it at the web. Martin pulls out and this empty vial and throws it, and you see it get caught in the web and move. Well, you don't see the web, but you see it just stop in midair and bounce a little bit. And then I kind of ready myself to see if anything's coming. Exception at disadvantage. <laughs> not natural. You don't see anything. After a couple seconds, if nothing immediately comes out, I'll look over at Xandro says, you see it now? Well, I don't see it, but I see a, see that hanging in the in the air there. It is real invisible webbing, so all he sees is the vial. Even you looking at it, even though you know where the web is, you'd have to move your trident just the right angle to see it. You move into the chamber, and all of a sudden it... Now you see it, Sandra, because there all this glistening all over the place. And you realize too late what that there might be something going on. Xandro, out of almost nothing, out of out of thin air, you see this blue silver spider that's as big as Martin is tall, but wider in strength. As it comes out of nowhere and it bites at Martin, you're going to first a couple of things are gonna happen. You're going to take nine points of piercing damage, and then you're going to give me a constitution saving roll. Eighteen. Bad. As you feel a burning sensation inside of you, it you realize it's not real burning. It feels like your veins are getting ice cold. You're going to take six points of poisoning damage, but everybody roll initiative as you see this spider come out and bite Martin literally out of nowhere. 22. 16. 11. Uh, Martin, your first react. First thing, I will go into a rage, and I will... Can, as a reaction to being bit, use your storm. Oh, that's right. I will do that. I forgot. I always forget about that, man. <laughs> it's going to fail. 12 points of lightning damage. Uh, just try and stab it right in the face with the trident. 27. <laughs> 8. 20 points of piercing damage. Okay, as you stab through, the rest of it 
seems to come out of the ether and the silver blue spider literally squirts out this blue liquid and looks like it falls to the ground. As that happens, you see a bunch of them start appearing on the web. It's hard to get a count because they're phasing in and out. Uh, Zandro, it is your turn. You can see into the cavern and you see them. At this point, you see one phased in on the left and one like half phased in on the right. I'm going to take my first shot at the first one that's on the left, I suppose. Okay. With a 17 hit. It will. Um, 14 points of piercing damage. The first arrow strikes and some of this blue goo seems to come out. 29-ish. Weirdly enough, this one misses. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) So as that arrow strikes, it phases all the way into existence and falls on the floor upside down. You hear a squishing sound as it hits. falls about 15 feet. Alicia, give me perception at disadvantage. Six. Alicia, you're watching this battle. You're getting ready. You see Martin strike out and kill this one as Xandro takes a pop shot almost instantaneously. And all of a sudden, you feel a prick on your neck as you see these blue teeth come just over your eyesight on your right side. And snaps into your neck, and it's going to hit. So a couple things are going to happen here. The first thing that's going to happen is you're going to take seven points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a con save. 13. As you feel this icy feel in your veins, you just channel yourself and and guard yourself, and your body seems to force some of this out, but you're going to take eight poisoning damage. Two more pop out, one right above Xandro and one that literally right in front of Martin with that. It's standing next to the dead one now, and both of those two are going to bite out at you. Martin, yours will hit. As the one that goes to bite Xandro bites, it hits the armor on your shoulder. You even hear the ting as it hits, and you can hear this hissing sound, and it's like a freezing sound almost as some of the liquid comes off onto your shoulder from above you. Martin, the one that pops up on your left, takes a bite, and it hits. I need another con save. 27. Six points as you feel that cold again and 10 points of piercing damage, which if you're raging is five. I need that one to make a deck save. That one will fail. 10 points of uh, lightning damage. So this is a big frantic thing happening at the same time. The one bites at Martin. There's one above Xandro. There's one behind Alicia. You see two more phase in and out, crawling on the web on the left and right, and they both phase out of existence. I am going to turn around and swing at it with my daggers. 17. First dagger drives into the side of the spider. Nine points of piercing damage. 11. So your second attack comes across and you misjudge your shot. Your dagger literally just skitters off of its skin or whatever it's got. It sounds like almost like ice when you hit it. And you're stuck where you are. So that takes us back top round two, Martin. I will use my action to cast True Sight, or True Scene. So you grab your trident and you shake it slightly, and all of a sudden it comes into view. You can actually see the webbing now. There's two more. They're crawling on either side, and they seem to be looking in your direction as they turn. The one in front of you, the one above you, 
and the other one that's dead seem to be the only ones here besides the one that when Alicia got bit, you heard her cry out, so you know there's at least one back there. You turn your head, and you only see the one. I want to try and move further into the into the room. Okay. There's. Uh, are you going to try to push the dead spider or push the live spider to get by? Uh, I'm going to try and push the live spider. So make an athletics. Correct. Uh, all of it. 18... 30. You push the spider about 5 feet. Or I'm sorry, 10 uh, feet as you're pushing. So now it's 10 feet forward in front of you. You're a little bit more in the room, but not far. The dead spider is on your right. It's taking up about 7 to 10 feet. First attack will be the one above me and see how that goes. Okay. 23 to hit. 14 points of piercing. And if he's still alive, I'll shoot the second arrow into him. 26. Okay. You strike your first arrow. It screeches out as it screeches out. It exposes underneath. You fire another arrow. You hit. I need you and Alicia to make dexterity saving rolls. Alicia, yours is at disadvantage. 13. 19. Xandro, you hit it with the second arrow, and the thought, right as you release, like, what if I kill this thing? And as you strike it, you see it literally just it starts letting go. As this happens, you force yourself back. It's to your right, technically, and you you throw yourself against the, the wall as it slams to the ground. Alicia, you do the same thing as you hear the screech out you look up just in time to see it coming down you move to your left against the same wall as you do it hits the ground and the the legs fly out alicia it totally misses you because you have all that cool dodgy shit but xandro one of the ones hits you for three points of bludgeoning alicia the one in front of you is going to try to bite you in this distracted state that you are in as it bites out, it hits you your dagger just slightly. When you jump over, you ready yourself with your daggers, and as you do, you catch its teeth as it does. Martin, the one in front of you, now bites at you. 23 is going to hit. I need you to make a con save. 23. So the pierce is 14, so you'll take 7 from the piercing damage as it bites you, and this time you push back when it bites you, just in time, and you see the venom squirt out but miss you. The other two phase into existence and start working their way down. As they do, one of them gets right above Xandro. Its bite clings off of your armor. The other one is higher above it. That's going to take us to Alicia, though. Uh, I guess I am going to go after the one that's in front of me still. Okay. 22? Yeah, it hits. So that is going to be six points of damage. Okay. 27. And that is going to be seven points of damage. Your first dagger strikes almost where the your first strike was on the right side of its head. As it does, it squeals out. You just come right underneath where you know everybody's throat is. And you slice. And as you slice, this blue ichor falls to the ground and so does the spider. You know that you have killed it. As you turn around and look... The one that's higher up on the left wall seems to start making movements towards you, but it's not going to make it to you. Uh, that takes us to round three, Martin. The one in front of me. So I've been shoving it forward, and in this momentum, I, I stop rear back with the the trident and stab it at its face. I'm sure that hits. 17 plus yes. 12. 21 points of piercing damage. Okay, you drive your trident into him. You hear a squish and a crush. You actually feel your fist because you had to choke up on it to make the strike hit 
the thing underneath as your trident comes out of its head and the thing itself squeals and falls to the ground. I'm going for the one that's going for Alicia. Not the one that just bit at Xander right above his head? Which one's closer? The one above Xander would be. Okay, I'll, I'll go for that one then. Okay. 19? 17 points of piercing damage. Xandro, you, you see Martin come back as he kills the one in front of it and takes a strike out of the one that hits, uh, uh, that's above you. You see the blue blood icker stuff hit your armor, but it seems to still be moving as you hear it squeal a little bit. Disadvantage would be 16 to hit. So you hit it and you move, and as you do, it slams to the ground in front of you and Martin. There's a one do still I... moving towards Alicia. I'll take a shot at that one. Okay. Right. 18 to hit. That would be a whole nine points of piercing. It crawls, takes a shot from Xandra, but it doesn't doesn't stop it as it gets to Alicia and tries to bite Alicia. And Alicia, you feel it sink into your arm as you're trying to get ready for these strikes. And as it does, you take eight points of piercing. Did I see this one coming? Yeah. You... So I can use Uncanny Dodge on it? Sure. Take, take four half. points of damage. And give me a constitution set. Ooh, that's a good one. I hope. 17? Yeah, it's a good one. You feel that that tinge of cold again, but this time you fight it off. There's still one above you, though, Alicia, and it is your turn. I don't care about the one above me. I'm pissed off at the one that just bit me. That's the one that bit you. It's the only one left. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going after that one. 22. And that is going to be seven points. The second dagger is going to be a 16. That'll hit. Ooh. Whew. Be eight points of damage. Your first one hits. You sink it in like you have been. The second one you realized off of that last kill. Hit it in the throat. It's your best hope. As you slice its throat, it literally falls to the ground, and you hear the splat as the blue blood seems to soak out again. I am turning to the first one that bit me and spit on it. These are big spiders, so this hallway right now is really cluttered with these things. Try and recover any of my arrows that I can. Okay. How many arrows did you fire? Uh, six. So roll me a d6. Five. You recover five arrows. One of them broke it as it struck the spider. Well, that was fun. Those were kind of nasty. Yeah. Apparently I'm losing my knack of stealth. I haven't been in battle for so long. It's been a while. Not for us. Yeah, well, Well, not all of us go out venturing ourselves and get our ass handed to us. Right, Xandro? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I guess, shall we continue? Yeah, why don't we? Uh, Everybody give me perception rolls real quick where you are. 17. 23. 7. Martin and Xandro behind this glass fake web, now that some of it has been taken down from the battle, you notice that there's plates. There's two on the left and two on the right. And then there's one plate where the cavern comes back down above the exit of this tunnel. Or, I'm sorry, this cavern going into the tunnel again. Is there anything on them, like inscription? They are inscribed. Xandro, you can read, like, letters of some of them, but because the webbing's in the way, if you take the time to get it off, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I'll try and move it. Uh, You use your bow and you, you get some of this webbing out of the way. The first plate on the left says the weak, and you can't read the second plate. On your right-hand side, it says the strong, and you can't read the plate. The plate above the exit door, you can only read half of it, and it says all will go. I'll relay that to them and say I'm not sure what the rest of it says. That sucks. kind of wish either Avogard or Adam would have come with us. That might have been helpful. I guess let's keep on going unless you think this is 
something we need to look at further. I'm not sure what it means, but the weak to the left, strong Is to the right. Continue on a little bit further. Get into about a 60-foot tunnel. It sways a little bit as it's going down, but halfway down, Martin, you don't, you, you know you don't need the light anymore. <laughs> you can see 120 feet with true sight. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll dispel that then. Oh, you're a dick. I was going to say, but you know Alicia can't see in the dark. She's a rogue. She operates well in the dark. Back there fumbling around. So 30 feet down, Zandro and Martin, as you dispel the light. <laughs> so um, I'm assuming it's pitch black, right? It is pitch black. I'm going to pull out my hooded lantern and light it. Yeah, now you see it as well. There's a skeleton down there, but it looks different. Uh, Martin, you can see it for what it is. Xandra, I'll just give it to you as well. It looks like a human skeleton, but it looks like skeletons of protruding almost wings coming out of its back and its hand is against its right hand is against the wall. The where where he's touching the wall, what does the wall look like? Um, so you're looking down the tunnel, it's thirty feet in front of you. It looks like a regular stone tunnel from where you are. Alright. I'll uh, I'll pro- get a little bit closer. As you get closer Martin, it looks like something's written with paint on the wall, but it's hard to read. Even seeing it with your true sight, it it, it looks not right. <laughs> uh, very quickly drop down, and I'm drawing it out. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that this is something I can only see in true sight, so I'm writing it out so that maybe this is something that Xandro could read. All right, Xandro, as you come up, you can see this paintish stuff on the wall as well, and you notice that Martin's just drawing it out. It looks like the other set of writing that you've been seeing that you can't read, but you recognize that the runes are similar. What you doing there, Martin? Can you see this? I yeah, I can wall. see it. Oh, fuck. Never mind. I, I don't know what it is, but it looks like the same writing as the other <sighs> writing that what, I can't read back there. What color paint? looks like brownish auburn. It's hard to tell. It looks like it's been here forever. Give me an investigation roll. 14. Okay, so 14. If this is blood, following how the runes are and where that hand is, whatever this thing did when it was dying, probably put that on the wall. That's what I'm thinking. And with your 14, you notice that looking at the skeleton down its back, it looks like all the ribs are bit, were severed down right next to the spine. Is the spine still there? The spine is still there. Uh, can I look up at the ceiling? Is there... The ceiling's only 10 feet here in this tunnel. Um, as you look around, you don't see anything. You would have probably... You could see the roof of this tunnel as you were walking down. It was a 60-foot tunnel. Uh, I think... I think this is blood. And I think he's the one that wrote it. I I wish I knew what it said. Does anybody have paper and, like, a writing utensil? No. I do not. Guess keep going. I wonder what this guy was. A demon, maybe? Could be. Or maybe an angel. I was thinking more of the angel, but... It's hard to tell. I was hoping a demon. Hmm. You go down 30 feet, the cavern itself is going to open up, and it looks like water has been pooling on the bottom as stalactites and stalagmites from the ceiling and the floor are formed. There's even a small hole that lights up part of this area here. Uh, yeah, you're looking around tough because this is a huge cavern. It opens up, it's about 60 feet across. The ceiling's about 40, 50 feet high. 
the wide it's still 60 feet through this uh but you're you're looking intently trying to figure it out and you don't see anything the but, light can i tell if it's natural light or if it's like light from a candle or a lantern or something the light seems to be coming through a small hole in the ceiling. It looks to be sunlight, and that would make sense. It's only probably still in the afternoon time. I'll push in a little bit. Carefully approach the hole, see if I can look up and see. You slowly move forward into this cavern. It's about 20 feet in. You look up and you see the hole. And though it looks like sunlight, the cavern... It has a magical property as every wall has since you fired up your true sight. Nothing crazy, but it's just emanating magic, and it seems like it's just a light spell. I'll look to them, look up, and say, uh, it's not sunlight, it's some sort of light spell. Uh, there's a lot of magic up there, but... Well, let's press on and see if we can find a way up there. As you make it to the center of the tunnel... Even with your true sight, Martin, you don't see anything, but you hear a very deep, grovelly voice speaking in a language you don't know. Eden Gohashra. Do I know where it's coming from? All around you, this cavern is echoing this big, uh, big, deep, bassy voice. Hello? (laughs) Oh, good. Let them know where we are. You hear a deep voice. Primitive, old, language, Dinamarca. What are you doing here? I just quietly to Alicia, I think he already knows we're here. Yeah, I think when you screamed, uh... No, I think he's here. Well, if you would have left your light on, it still would have been your fault. So I'm blaming you. That's fine. That's fair. Uh, Why are we here? We're looking for the source of the magic of Crystaldale. Turn back, young ones. I don't think we have that choice. This time, as it speaks, you feel a blast of energy. It almost pushes you back, but you all keep your ground, and he says, Turn back! Alicia hearing, turn back. She's going to turn around, shine her light, and turn back and say, Well, we've been that way. Uh, There was nothing interesting there. I am a cleric of Arlen, brother of Jundar. And I need... We need help defeating Deimos who is attempting to enter the material plane. Petty mortal problems do not faze me. If a god entering the mortal plane is only mortal problems, I guess, kind of seems like you got your priorities askew. The voice says, I have given you a chance. And you hear metal on stone as a giant portcullis just drops on a tunnel that you just came from. You hear a clawing, grinding sound that almost sounds like rocks being torn. As out of a tunnel up, you kind of missed it in your first look. It's a round tunnel about almost 60 feet up. This dragon upside down starts crawling through it lets go and flips in the air spreads its wings out wide and lands in front of you with a sounding boom as it hits and the stones grind and it says (laughs) don't say I didn't give you a chance 
uh, as it comes into where the light is shining, it looks like black fog and really squinting. It has like a red tint to it. And we'll see you next time on the Bros and Dragons podcast. You guys can follow me on Instagram. I do the running of our Instagram page. I did start somewhat using Twitter, but unless you're a baseball fan, you're probably going to be like, what is all of this? But I am going to try to start posting a little bit more on Twitter. So we'll see if that works out. Be sure to keep up with the latest episodes of our podcast, along with our friends over at Dungeons and Dragons. I know I talk about them a lot, but they are the only other podcast I really listen to right now other than our own. So keep up with them. Give them a like and along with us. And my Twitter name is Chuwu13. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Elmo the Usurper. Also, go check out Limitless-Adventures.com. I have been using a lot of their stuff in my, uh, my Monday night game. Uh, just recently, as of recording this, ran a game that scared the sh- shit out of uh, well, at least one of my players. He... Uh, texted me and told me he had nightmares about it so uh pretty fun uh they they take a lot of the prep work out of dming uh so that you can make time for other things like thinking of how you're gonna further torture your players uh outside of that we also still have plenty of t-shirts available go to brosandragons.com uh we also have dice bags available they're very great very good quality uh the shirts themselves are made by grunt style who put out very fine quality shirts you can follow me on Twitter at Bros Old Guy, and I'm gonna stop following Two Thirteen since he talks about baseball. Uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter and Facebook at Bros and Dragons, all one word. I am on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at I am DM Doc. Come down and see what's going on. I've been putting up a lot of minis. I started painting, and I don't think I'm really good, but I don't think I totally suck. Please go to Wormwood Gaming and check out some of the stuff that they've got going on. I believe that our code BROS is still active over there for free domestic shipping within the United States. That's what domestic means. I just wanted to clarify. Go to brosdragons.com and look around. I will be updating the Behind the DM Screen blog that we've got there about the episodes and what's going on in my head. I am starting to write up the Pantheon of the Gods and put them up so you can have a better understanding of not just the Gods, their powers, but where they stand in the hierarchy of the Pantheon. And I am updating maps and, of course, more as more comes available. So, from all of us here at Bros and Dragons, please keep it dirty and live your dreams. Later. That one sounded all sexual. Later. (laughs) All right, we'll start when John gets here. Yeah. As always. Should, uh, I mean, you can do it without. Spoiling anything, just let me know and I'll help you look for shit. My Google Foo is pretty on point. It would have been spoiling something. That's fine. <laughs> Daniel says Rusty can throw a kegger. I knew I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I think this is the second time I've drank. <laughs> on the podcast, maybe, but let's just get on it. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Daniel says, read what it says. Xandro's like, got to get more of this grass. I have no idea what's happening now. <laughs> 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 well, well, I mean, you ain't wrong, <laughs> right? You ain't lying. Uh, I got Martin drunk, or I took drunk Martin down by the pier, tried to get him back. It was so upsetting. I had to smoke a blunt. I only have 13 left. Supplies are running low. <laughs> oh, he, he smoked a lot in the last uh, couple of days. <laughs> he went from 23 down to 13 hey, in a hurry. Hey, that's four episodes so far. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's that give you? Uh, Light? <laughs> I think it's 30 feet. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I need to light a torch or not. No, no. It's uh, tw- at very minimum, it's 20 and 20. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to find a speck of glitter on a shirt. Like, you can only see it at certain angles. Right. I don't know how you um, know that, but okay. <laughs> just for a picture, it's like a shadow dragon? No, it just looks like um, it looks like a warm dragon that went out in a cold day. Okay. What? That makes total sense. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, eh? you ever? Well, Keith remembers this because he was in the military. When you run, and in a really cold day, and you stop, it looks like steam's coming off you. Yeah, yeah. that that emanation. Ah, uh, okay. Is it a demon? <laughs> Find out next time, Tom. <laughs> It's bullshit. I won't keep playing. <clears throat> oh, yeah, but where we are in time and with how hard this battle is going to be, it's not going to happen. I, I want to talk to him more. Uh, <laughs> I think he's done talking. Yeah. I don't think he is yet. They don't get to make those decisions. I'm tired of I'm tired of people just deciding they're done talking. First <laughs> the gods, now a dragon. Next, next it's going to be Rusty. <laughs> Rusty's going to stop talking to us. Rusty... From God to Dragon, the next logical step would be Rusty. This has been a Bros and Dragons production. <laughs>